Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we meet this evening to welcome the Reverend Canon Tom O'Brien, who has been nominated to serve as Minister in Charge of St. James's Church, Crinken. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to be with you this evening and delighted that we've come together to worship Almighty God. To give thanks for that sense of discipleship that we share and also to rejoice with Tom and all of his family and this family new to him of Crinken, where he and they will work and worship together, where they will plan and they will carry out their plans and they will continue to serve God Almighty in all that they do. I want to thank all of you who have made a specific and a very particular effort to be here. People associated with the life of Grinken, people associated with Tom's life, his family and other members, and people who have come from places where he has served and worked. With integrity, with distinction, with humility, and always with great grace. I also want to thank the Reverend Suzanne Harris, who works with Tom in a particular part of the life of the diocese, that is discerning vocation in other people, who is to be our preacher. So in silence, I invite you to pray for Tom and ask you to gather those thoughts together. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, by your Spirit, the whole body of the Church is governed and sanctified. Hear the prayers which we offer for all the members of your Church, that in their vocation and ministry they may serve you in holiness and in truth to the glory of your name through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. God the Father forgives us in Christ and heals us by the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So let us turn away from sin and turn to the Lord, confessing our sins in penitence and in faith. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have wandered and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no health in us. But you, O Lord, have mercy upon us sinners. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent according to your promises declared to humankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may live a disciplined, righteous, and godly life in the glory of your holy name, Amen. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, 
grant you pardon and forgiveness of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and the strength of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Together let us say the collect of the day. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, save through the merits and the mediation of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. I'd invite you please to be seated. This reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 14 to 19. The words are in your order of service and they're also going to appear on the screen if you'd like to follow along as we read God's word. For the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation, Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. This is the word of the Lord.
hear the gospel of our Savior Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 4, beginning at verse 16. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of my lips and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. I would like to begin by thanking the Archbishop and Tom for inviting me to preach here tonight. I'm very honoured to be asked to preach on such an important occasion for the parish of Crinken. It's the first time I've preached at an institution or an introduction. It's the first time I've preached in Crinken, and it's great to be part of such a wonderful celebration for someone as lovely as Tom O'Brien. That is exactly what people say every time you mention Tom's name. There's a string of compliments follow. Oh, a lovely man. What a brilliant preacher. A wonderful priest. Such a gentle man. Kind, compassionate, willing to share the gospel. The perfect example of a good man. One of my friends from Killer the Grange Parish asked me on Monday, how did you get the gig, Suzanne? <laughs> He's here tonight. Do, did you know, do you know Tom well? Well, I feel I do know Tom well, although we only met for the first time in January 2020. I was doing the transfer course from non-stipendary ministry to full-time ministry myself. I was attending a residential weekend in the Church of Ireland Theological Institute. I was trying to follow the hieroglyphics of one of those weekend timetables. Not very easy. I wandered into a room to be met by this warm, friendly, and welcoming smile, Tom, about to lead a discussion. He asked me my name and very apologetically said to me, your name is not on my list. <laughs> but then he added very quickly, you're most welcome though to stay. I hurried off to another room. Shortly after that, I began a four-month placement, helping the Reverend Anthony Kelly in Rush, Skerries, and Balbriggan. And there I was delighted to meet Tom again, where he was the assistant priest at the time. Three lovely and very different churches, Kinnear, Home Patrick, and St. George's. All three have very welcoming and lovely committed parishioners, many of whom are here tonight to support Tom by their presence and their prayers. I witnessed there firsthand how easily Tom relates to people his deep faith, and his wonderful heart for God. 
his tremendous vision and his wonderful organisational skills, his warm personality and his affirming presence. I particularly enjoyed the Joyful Noise family service there, which was aimed at young people and families, and the insightful series of Lenten talks on discourses in Matthew's Gospel, led by Kieran O'Mahony. During my time there, I met Tom's lovely wife, Daniela, and the rest of the O'Brien family, a very close-knit and devoted family, who are all supportive of each other and Tom's ministry. I was then delighted when the Archbishop asked Tom and I to be joint directors of diocesan ordinance. The first meeting to discuss the role was during COVID, so it was held on Zoom. Before the Archbishop joined the meeting, I said to Tom, this is one of the nicer jobs you could get from the Archbishop. <laughs> then I nearly died when that was Tom's opening line to the Archbishop. <laughs> he said, Archbishop, we were just saying this is one of the nicer jobs you could give us. I didn't know where to look. Graciously, though, he used the term we were just saying. But that is Tom all over. Straightforward, tr trustworthy, honest and truthful. He says it as it is. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He's a great person, people, and we're chatting to Tom. You get his undivided attention, his total focus. There's no distractions, no hidden agenda. He's a great belief in humanity, and he believes in every person and listening to every person's story. He has time for everyone. We have a lovely group who are doing exploring ministry with us, getting to know each other over meetings, coffee, chat, and quiet days away. Some of them are here tonight, and many of them sent their best wishes as a testament to the high esteem in which Tom is held, and in thanks and appreciation for the support he has given them as they explore different paths in ministry too. We're enjoying working together, sharing the tasks, and Tom is a very loyal colleague, a knowledgeable biblical scholar, and a great leader with vision, direction, advice, and wisdom. One of the exploring ministry groups described Tom as someone who lights up a room and an LED light at that. Another said Tom's life represents the embodiment of the obedience to the two great commandments, to love God and to love your neighbor. It's a case of every good tree bears good fruit. Some of Tom's classmates from the Theological Institute described him as a dote. They told me that although they had taken the long route of six years training, Tom handled these intense residential weekends in his stride, never grumbling or complaining, never showing off how easy he found it. He just got on with it, helping others in his humble manner. On those weekends, Tom was known to enjoy a few relaxing drinks on a Saturday evening, where he would entertain his classmates with his wonderful impersonations. He's a very good mimic and has a great sense of humour. The next morning, though, he'd be seen going for his early morning run before prayers. He loves exercise and he loves the outdoors. He's calm, balanced and full of common sense and has an incredible generosity of spirit. Tom is deeply faith-filled. It is that faith that has informed his ministry and work in the HSE over the last 30 years, dealing with the people who work with and on behalf of the most marginalized in our society, in the challenging areas of addiction, mental health, and palliative care, those who are often at the end of the queue when it comes to help, 
resources and compassion. The very people referred to in our gospel reading. Jesus came to minister to the poor, those who need to hear the good news of the gospel. He came to minister to the prisoners, those who feel trapped in their situation or circumstances. He came to minister to the blind, those who cannot see a way forward. And he came to minister to the oppressed, those who are treated unfairly. People who need the hope, the joy and the love of God in their lives. With his depth of compassion and his wealth of experience, Tom will continue to follow the example of Jesus himself, reaching out to those in need, bringing the healing power of Christ to all, and enabling God's love and strength to reach those who need it. Providing opportunities with the ministry team here in Crinken for all who want to connect with God and develop their relationship with him. It's a huge change for Tom and his family. He is moving work and all that is familiar for the last 30 years. He's leaving behind his colleagues in tears as they lament the huge gap that he leaves. He's moving into full-time ministry. He's moving house. He's moving south side. <laughs> Never to be underestimated. But what motivates all these great changes that he has made? Our epistle reading tells us the love of Christ urges us on. Christ's love for us is so great that he gave his life for us and for all mankind. Through his death and resurrection, we have become new creations, no longer living for sin or for self, but living for God, united with him in faith and commitment. The love of Christ compels us to serve him in our daily lives. Colossians tells us, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's our inspiration and our source of strength, our guide and our comfort, our reason to serve. As the verse from Ephesians quoted on the front of the service sheet says, Tom is God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for him to do. It's all part of God's sovereign purpose and plan to bring Tom and his family here to this place at this particular time to do the work that he has assigned for him to do. However, it is not a one-man team. During our training, we learned the fancy term collaborative ministry. It means we're all in this together. It's a team effort. And ministry together is very important because more people will hear God's message and respond to his love. There is already a vibrant, active ministry team here in Crinken and many, many helpers. So together they can further continue and enhance the work of mission in this place. You only have to drive down the road and see the number of houses they are building. The mission field is all around us. I know many of the good folk from Crinken through my connections in Scripture Union, in New Park School and at the Girls' Brigade. And I know Tom and his family will be warmly welcomed and fully supported. Last week, while I was thinking about this service, I was really struck by a powerful message on the television. It's the new Vodafone ad for the Rugby World Cup in France. It shows Andy Farrell as a boy in Wigham in 1983. He's going to a match with his dad and his siblings in the car. Young Andy is the captain of the team and very nervous. So his dad gives him some good advice. 
Tell the boys to depend on each other, play like a family. The ad then switches to the adult Andy Farrell, repeating the same advice to the current Irish rugby team. Rely on each other. Depend on one another like a family, because together we are stronger. The Crinken family will be relying and depending on their new minister. Their new minister will be relying and depending on the Crinken family. And together they are stronger, and together they can be more effective in reaching others, spreading the good news and sharing God's love. And then collectively, as the family of God, they will be relying on God the Father, their sovereign King and Creator, on God the Son, their Lord and Saviour, and God the Holy Spirit, the power horse of the Trinity. An inspirational quote from Nicky Gumbel says, Church is not an organisation that you join. It's a family where you belong. It's a home where you feel loved. And a hospital where you find healing. May God richly bless Tom, his family, and the community of Crinken, as together they find a place of belonging, love and healing in this new chapter in Crinken. Amen. On behalf of all of us, I'd like to thank Suzanne, not only for preaching, but for preaching in such an inspiring and an engaging way. And I hope that Tom still recognizes himself as the good person we know him to be. I invite those of you who are able to do so, please to stand as together we say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated for our intercessions and thanksgivings, which will be led by Stephen. Let us pray. Great is your faithfulness, O God, our Father. We praise you for your blessings to past generations here in Crinken and look to you in trust as we enter a new chapter of worship and witness in this place. We are reminded of the early days of this church by a plaque to its first minister which records that his aim was ever to exalt the Saviour, win the sinner, and edify the Church of God. Our prayer this evening is that we would live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work 
and growing in the knowledge of God. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, we seek your gracious help for Tom as he becomes our new minister. We ask that you will fill him with all joy and peace as he trusts in you, so that he will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Give him a deep love for his flock and for our community. Help him to be steadfast in service, knowing that his labor in the Lord is not in vain. Empower him to preach the word with great patience and careful instruction, and fearlessly to make known the gospel message. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing on Tom, Daniela, and their family as they become part of our church family. We look forward to getting to know them, but already know that we have a bond of fellowship with them through our risen Saviour. Help us to grow with them in service as together we grow in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, our God, you have revealed yourself as a compassionate and gracious God, and your Son was moved with compassion when faced with suffering. We pray for hearts of compassion that will move us to bring help to those in need, hope to those in despair, friendship to those who are alone, and the good news about Jesus to those who will listen. Show us how to bring your blessing to the communities in which we live and to share with them the love that you have poured into our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we pray for your church in all the world. We ask for a deepening of love for you and for one another, of faith in you and trust in your word, and of commitment to the work of your kingdom. Cleanse and revive your church and empower it for service. We pray for those living in countries with restrictions on meeting for worship, and especially for believers who are suffering for their faith. May they know your close presence and help in every situation. Lord, in your mercy. Accept our prayers through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever.
Amen. invite you please to be seated. Archbishop, I present the Reverend Canon Tom O'Brien to be introduced as Minister in Charge of St. James's Church, Crimpton. Archdeacon, thank you. Registrar, 
have the deed of appointment, the declaration, together with the oath of canonical obedience been taken by the nominee and witnessed by the church wardens. They have. Thank you. Might I ask you to read the deed of nomination? Granted to the most reverend Michael Jeffrey St. Orbit, by divine providence, Lord Archbishop of Dublin, Prior to Ireland, Metropolitan, and Bishop of Lenderland. We, the undersigned, being all the members, and on behalf of the Board of Trustees of St. James Church, Bray, in the Diocese of Dublin, do hereby nominate the Reverend Thomas O'Brien to fill the office of Chaplain of St. James Church, Bray, in the room of the Reverend Trevor Stevenson, retired. We request your grace to license him accordingly. Dated is 24th day of August 2023. Basil Good, Robert Thompson, Kenneth Clark Bishop, Jane Reed, Geoffrey Scarborough, Sharon Bradshaw, Trustees. We, Michael Jeffrey St. Auburn, by divine providence, Lord Archbishop of Dublin, Primate of Ireland and Metropolitan, and Bishop of Glendalough, to our beloved in Christ, the Reverend Thomas Anthony O'Brien, Master of Science, Master of Theology, greeting. Whereas the chaplaincy of the Church of St. James Crinken in our Diocese of Dublin became vacant by the resignation of the Reverend Trevor Donald Stevenson, the late chaplain thereof, and you having been chosen by the trustees of the said church of St. James Crinken as a fit and a proper person to officiate as the chaplain thereof and by them nominated for the same to us. We do, therefore, give and grant unto you the said Reverend Thomas Anthony O'Brien, of whose competent endowment we have due knowledge. This our license. To read the Book of Common Prayer, to preach the Word of God within the said church, and to perform other divine offices and celebrate all holy ordinances incident to your function therein, according to the use of the Church of Ireland. You having first subscribed before us the several declarations contained in the role of subscription, as required and prescribed by the Constitution of the Church of Ireland. And we do hereby constitute and admit you, the said Reverend Thomas Anthony O'Brien, chaplain of the Church of St. James Crinken, as aforesaid, during our will and pleasure, given at the Church of St. James Crinken in the Diocese of Dublin, under our hand and archiepiscopal seal, 
this 31st day of August, in the year of our Lord 2023, the 22nd of our consecration and of our translation, the 13th. Tom, receive this license to officiate as minister in charge of St. James Church Crinken, in which the pastoral care and oversight of the members of this congregation is entrusted both to you and to me within the body of Christ. May God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit pour on you the abundance of his grace. May he bless you as you minister in word and in sacrament to his people. I'd invite those of you who are able to do so, please, to stand. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as members of this church, you are called together to be the body of Christ, serving God's kingdom and living together through the power of the Holy Spirit. You are called to witness to the love of Christ and to serve others in the name of Christ. The Apostle Paul writes, I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Will you follow in this way? I invite you please to sit. What we do now is, as it were, to make concrete aspects of the ministry that Tom will exercise in this community, in this church, and for God's people. And so symbols of that ministry, which always is a ministry that is shared with God's disciples, symbols are brought forward from within the body of the people and offered to Tom so that that bond of connection is made in relation to what are the basics of ministry from day to day and from year to year. And so I'd invite those who are going to bring forward symbols to be ready to do so and first, I'd invite someone who's going to bring water. <coughs> you bring a prayer book. Accept this prayer book and be a person of prayer among your people. Be ready also to use water and to baptize in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Be prepared also 
to work with and to work from the Bible, and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Oil is a symbol of healing, and you are called and invited also to be a healer of the sick. And the towel that Jesus wore on what we call Monday Thursday points you to be a servant and a supporter of those who are in need and in trouble. And the chalice and the pattern show us that you are among us to break the bread and to bless the cup. <coughs> Tom, the care of God's people in this church, has been committed to you. May the Lord pour out his Holy Spirit on you and equip you to fulfill the sacred duties with which you have been entrusted. Amen. May he give you the spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment. May he guard you against the snares of temptation and keep you pure in heart and steadfast in the right way. Amen. In prayer, may the Lord bring new life to your devotion. In praise, may he deepen your love and your gratitude. And may he grant you the needful gifts of grace to the glory of his name. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, strengthen and sustain me in this ministry to which I have been called. Give me the vision of your glory and make me worthy of my calling. Amen. Members of the congregation, I present the Reverend Canon Tom O'Brien to you as your minister in charge. Will you support and will you encourage him in his ministry? Amen. I invite you to greet him in the name of the Lord. Welcome. In the name of the Lord, we greet you.
church is dedicated to St. James the Apostle, and so as we draw our worship to a close this evening, I pray in the words of the collect of St. James's Day. Merciful God, whose holy apostle St. James, leaving his father and all that he had, was obedient to the calling of your son, Jesus Christ and followed him even to death. Help us, forsaking the false attractions of the world, to be ready at all times to answer your call without delay. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And we pray for the renewal of the Church. God, the Holy Spirit, Come in power and bring new life to the Church. Renew us in love and in service, and enable us to be faithful to our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we invite God's blessing on ourselves, on those whom we bring with us to this act of worship, we invite God's blessing in particular on Tom and Daniela and all members of their family. As they embark on a new phase of their life here in Crinken itself. We ask God's blessing on those who are ill, on those who are anxious, and in particular ways this evening need the presence of God near to hand. We ask God's blessing on the world to which we belong and of which we are part. 
that we will play our part in the life of God's creation as people who are humble, as people with responsibility, as people who give opportunity to others, and as people who receive as well as giving. And in a moment of silence, we bring before God for God's blessing those whom we carry closest and dearest in our hearts. Eternal God, giver of love and power, your Son, Jesus Christ, has sent us into all the world to preach the gospel of his kingdom. Confirm us in this mission and help us to live the good news we proclaim through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, while hospitality eagerly awaits us, what we can deal with much more urgently is short speeches. So I will hand over, I think, to maybe to the Archdeacon, to, uh, to Basil, who will um, lead us into that. Please be seated. And then um, in time-honored tradition and with the generosity of Krinken, there will be hospitality thereafter. We won't keep you long, but thank you so much for being here tonight. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to ask Tom in a moment to say something, but I'll first ask you, Archbishop, would you like to say something? Thank you. It wasn't the first time that I came to Crinken, but one of the very memorable times when I came to Crinken is something that some of you will remember, and that was the display of Christmas trees. That was a magnificent thing which happened here, and it's odious, I suppose, to pick anything in particular out, but one of the things that fascinated me was the Christmas tree that was made from tires and enabled us to get some sense of the rotating movement of our lives, the rotating movement of the world, and the coming of the person of Jesus Christ into that movement. And I did encourage Trevor on that evening to, it's a word I invented, to de-pew. And I think you've never looked back. And I think Tom will never have to look back in that direction either. Because you have here a tremendous and a versatile space for gathering in a whole number of conceivable ways. And another time when I was here more recently was when you had a magnificent week for people who had come battered, destroyed, yet hopeful from Ukraine. And this space became a space of sanctuary, a space of holiness, a space of performance, a space of celebration, and a place of belonging. And those pictures remain with me. I have, of course, been here on other occasions, but I've always felt that there is something positively unique about Krinken and the way in which you do what you do, which is both to serve and to lead, as Suzanne outlined in her sermon, where there are groups and teams of people who take responsibility and keep pushing the doors and the boundaries of service and of belonging. 
So Tom, I think, is entering a world here where change and development are very much part of who you are. And he, I know, will contribute to that, as will Daniela and all members of their family. And I say that with confidence because I've seen them do it wherever they are. I want, I suppose, and it's predictable of me, to offer three words of thanks. Thanks first and foremost to the trustees for the work that you do and for the oversight that you provide, but also for your giving me an opportunity, as it were, to be part of your responsibility for and vision for this place. Trustees, thank you very much indeed. Thanks also to Trevor and all members of the Stevenson family who have, over many years, contributed significantly, generously, and in a visionary way to the life of Crinken. And Tom takes over an organization and institution as well as a church family that has a sense of confidence in its faith and a sense of direction in its life. And thanks, last of all, to all of you for being here and in a way seeing out the summer with God as we move from August to September, joyfully, happily, and fruitfully. May God continue to bless you all, and Basil, thank you for giving me an opportunity to say some things. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. It's um, hard to come from a day's work or whatever it is and coming so late in the evening, but it's been a great, tremendous turnout, and I'm just delighted to see so many friends from various parts of Dublin and Glendalough and from the HSC and from Waterford and places that um, are just dear to me and to our family. Um, I think um, Claire is here from the HSC. I spent the whole week crying, um, so I'm hoping not to cry this time because it's a, a positive thing, but um, we spent 30 years practicing around health and addiction, mental health and giving to people, and it's very hard because the HSE, despite the difficulties it gets in the news, um, it's a great organization to work for, one I was very proud to work for. And I think um, when I started in CITI, it was always in my head, part-time, 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 because I loved the work I do. And it wasn't until I started becoming a little bit of a traveler around the country, um, thanks to the um, self-supporting ministry, um, that you began to get a bit of sense that, you know, God maybe isn't finished with you, and um, your ministry has only just begun. And at the age of 50, I thought, nah, <laughs> I'm done. But um, God has different plans for us. And I think, look, we went from Home Patrick, where we spent 17 years wonderfully wor worshiping as parishioners and meeting lovely people, um, and then going back after a period of time uh, in Hoth, and some people from St. Mary's here, um, where we just learned as a family that um, the church is a wonderful place to be um, and despite the fact that we were in busy jobs and despite the fact that we had, you know, a lot of um, burdens to carry with our own family and illness that, you know what, God is in control and he is somebody who cares and knows us intimately and gets you over those hurdles that come your way. Um, so out of St. Mary's we went back to Home Patrick to minister for a while and again it was just a wonderful experience to have and that's when I said to myself, Do you know, maybe, maybe this is a time to talk to, to somebody important 
about, uh, not you Suzanne, not yet, uh, where's the Archbishop is here, so to talk to somebody important and uh, figure out, and so the Archbishop in his wisdom decided to throw me into the den and uh, give me a stint in Kilo the Grange. Now if I survive that, <laughs> I survive, no, I'm just kidding. Kilo the Grange was a wonderful experience and what it did for myself and Danielle was it cemented in for us that you know what, there's something, there's something left to give in terms of our work and in terms of the things that we wanted to give back to the community. And I suppose as that decision was happening, we were also looking at the world around us and thinking, it's awful what's going on. Um, and that the world is such a broken place and it's getting worse and mental health issues, because I, I know, are getting worse in this country and addiction is growing in this country and people's sadness and loneliness continue to grow in this country. And so if we don't start looking back to where we belong, which is to our creator God, well then, where else do we, should we look? So the hope is in God. And at that point we decided, as a family, not on my own because Danielle is the boss and everybody knows that. Um, so we decided with Danielle, you look, we'd better give this some prayerful thought. And then we went to Kulak and Rohini for a small period of time and we met some wonderful friends there as well. And again, cemented in that, you know what, this is a wonderful journey to be on. So I think it was about six months ago, um, Basil, that we started our journey with yourselves. And I just, you know, had this sense that Crinkin was a very special place, a really special place with an energy and a positivity and a faithfulness. And when I was thinking about full-time ministry, um, you know, I didn't, I think there were several vacancies. I didn't apply for any of them. We've just felt called um, to Crinkin and we said we'd push that door and God, you know, certainly opened it for us. So despite what Suzanne says, uh, wow, <laughs> the only shine that comes from me is my head, but um, look, it's, um, I can only go downhill from there, so that's great. <laughs> so I just want to say thanks, Suzanne, for those wonderful words, and, and uh, we've, we've just developed a really good trust and friendship in each other, and you know, as you said, Suzanne, it's, it, I'm just one of many people, um, and this road was a long and arduous road for us uh, in terms of making decisions and giving ourselves completely back to God and saying, you know what, what will you have to do with our lives now? So I'm delighted to be able to start this journey afresh, um, and I'm delighted that there's so many people in Crinkin that have helped us already, the trustees, I have big shoes to fill with Bishop Ken and with Trevor, um, but you know what, I'm confident that with the help of the trustees and with the select vestry, we will start afresh and we will begin to um, just again experience God's presence um, in this community. So thank you all for coming out tonight, I really appreciate it and I know that Daniela does too. Um, very, very pleased, thank you very much. So we're about to head in for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, but I just want to say one or two things before then. I want to say, and I really mean it, a sincere thank you to the Archbishop for all his support, not just in relation to Tom, but he has been a great friend of this church, and I mean a great friend, and I do genuinely thank you. He has been very supportive. He was here and I chatted to him before we had even actually started the interviews about Tom and he was very encouraging in the things that he told me. So I want to, he was, he's been a great friend. I also want to say thank you 
to Suzanne, as the Archbishop has said already, her inspirational words. But Suzanne, that was a lovely message, and we really do thank you for your friendship too. Um, This is indeed a great day for our church. We are really encouraged and optimistic as we look out into the future. Um, <clears throat> it's already been mentioned, there's a whole city growing around us here. And we really feel a huge responsibility, but a huge excitement in the message of Jesus Christ. We have a responsibility to share it in the best possible way with all these people around us. And it's up to us to work out with Tom how to do that. But God's promises are rock solid. And we want to build those relationships on a great confidence that God is with us in all of this. I also just want to briefly say thank you to members of the church who have kept us going during the vacancy, and it is lovely how the talents and gifts and, uh, that uh, are within the group uh, and of this family of Christians come to the front, uh, forefront uh, during a time when we need help. And it has been lovely during all of the vacancy, the church has kept going, uh, and we really do thank you for that. I want to say to Daniela, you are very welcome, and we are really pleased that you're with us too. We've talked a lot about Tom, but I know that you are an amazing person too. I could actually tell the congregation some of the things you're involved in. And Tara Rose, their daughter, is representing the rest of the family. And Tara Rose, you are welcome. Sadly, Dylan isn't with us tonight. He's in the hospital, and we remember Dylan. And Rebecca is on the other side of the world, and she couldn't be with us either. But as a family, we want you to know you are warmly welcomed, and we love having you, and we are excited about the days ahead. I don't know whether I have a bunch of flowers to give you, but there might be a bunch of flowers to give you. So without further ado, we're going to suggest you go into the hall, and there's tea and coffee, and there's lots of goodies. Please stay with us, uh, mingle, and the, there's no rush. Thank you for being here.